We are completing our discussion of the best hardcore records post-2000. So last week we had everything pre-2000. This week, the seven of us got together and did post-2000. Um, it was me, Mark, Chris, Alex, Derek, and we are a special guest, Scott from North Buffalo his brother and Kelly Kenmore. So we talked about our favorites post 2000. Um, when we did our pre 2000 episode, we didn't have anything from the nineties. So I think we're going to get some people together and give our best of the nineties discussion. One of these uh, days. Also, I kind of want to redo this, or we want to redo this episode, you know, best of pre-2000 and best of post-2000 with some people from some different age groups. I think everyone who was on this discussion was like upper 30s to, you know, 40s. So I want to get some young kids in. So if you're, uh, if you got some opinions, let us know, you know, um, email the podcast ncs podcast 716 at gmail.com and you know tell us you want to be on and participate in one of our discussions we're going to be doing a lot of label discussions soon and we'll be reaching out to get some different voices on this because well, that's hardcore you know we're not a monolith so there's all sorts of different um voices in hardcore and all different opinions which are all valid so enjoy this discussion and we will see you in the next one. All right, I'm closing my eyes because if I'm first again, I don't want to get. Okay, look, it's up here. <laughs> or is that is that even cheating even more here? Come on, Dee Dee. <laughs> I'll be surprised if there's crossover on us. Oh, it's me. I do too, in a way. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Oh, close enough. So Kelly goes then. <laughs> Wait, who went right. me? You're you, up, yeah. it's you, Jay. I don't know when you're me today. Aye, aye. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. All right, I'm ready to be booed at and had rotten fruit thrown at me. Uh-oh. Rotten fruit and terrorism. I don't, I don't know um, where this is going to fall, but I like the fact that one, it falls right in the middle of 
2000 to now, because I believe it's like 2010 or maybe 2009, something like that. But I am a also I have to preface this by saying that the older I get, the less new stuff I listen to and I just rely on old stuff. So one of the reasons I picked this is because it is something from that time frame that broke through my old man tastes and was like, ooh, I want to listen to this all the time because that gets rarer and rarer as I get older, unfortunately. But that album would be Ronert Park by Ceremony. Mm, very interesting. I expect that. Like, very interesting. That, never called that. That to me is, I mean, first of all, right, it, the, the, the intro has got that long, dramatic build that kind of reminds me of almost like uh, um, I Don't Need Society by DRI, and it kind of builds this tension it's just rocking on the one note and then when the, the lyrics kick in it's like sick of black flags sick of chrome eggs like just just ripping on everything i love it it's super snotty um it's it sounds older than it is but without sounding it doesn't sound older than it is but it's it just has a very unique sound and doesn't rely on really crunchy guitars for its aggression. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, I just, and I feel like it probably bummed out a lot of people that were into them before that because I wasn't super into them before that, but their other stuff is definitely maybe more conventionally heavier. And uh, so I, I, I'm always a fan of agitating people, so I like that part of it. I like the artwork on it. I think it's kind of cool because so many bands try and be super tough and, you know, have, you know, let's take our pictures near some broken glass with our pit bulls or whatever. And that's just like a house on a suburban street. You know, I just, uh, I just think it's a very cool, it's like the, the outside is just very plain and nondescript and suburban. But then when you get into the record, it's just like so grimy and messed up that it's it's kind of a cool metaphor in a way you know for for the for the picture on the outside and uh yeah it's like i said there's so much stuff that i see and I, it's newer and i hear it and i like it and i go yeah that's cool but it doesn't it'll remind me of something i'll be like well that's remind those guys are cool they remind me of killing time well, i just listen to killing time it takes less work for me to, to listen to their album that I've listened to nine million times. So a lot of times stuff just doesn't kind of break through that into that orbit. You know, I'll hear it and just go, oh, yeah, that's cool. And that was an album where I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is, you know, and I played it all the time. And I know that like, you know, like albums that I've listened to for like 10 times longer. So that is my pick for the new ones. That's the album where they changed your sound from like the fast hardcore sound to the other sound. Yeah, they've done that a couple times, but okay. yes, it, yes, but, it was the, fir the first time they did it. Yeah, less blast beats, more uh, more uh, punk rock. Yeah, yes, feel. that's why Scott loves this choice. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't know them, but I, I like the people, I, and I've seen them live. They're fucking great live. Uh, they rule. They're super. The cool. song "Sick" is so. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, that went better than I thought. I, I, I got no here because I, I checked them out around like the time that I got their demo. And I was like, this is not for me. But if they really changed their sound that much, 
probably worth visiting. I saw them in their early phase, I guess, and I, I was like, okay, this is all right. And I saw them in what they're kind of recently doing, which definitely isn't for me, but I might actually check that record out on Jay's recommendation. Hey, I really like it. I mean, it's just, it's like snotty, aggressive, like early hardcore punk. It's almost like, it's almost like if... I don't want to spoil or turn anyone off or anything, but it's almost like the snottiness of like Pollywog stew, but with like a much more wry sense of humor, uh, you know, not just quite so zany, but, but that like twangy and snotty and still aggressive. You, know? you kind of have that appeal in pissing match, I think. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I do. But, um, I do love that band. FYI. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, it's, I just, it's, it, it just hit me, you know, I think, I think I heard it when I was um, touring with a really cool straight edge band and uh, they were playing all this difference every day. And a lot of it was, was very derivative and some of it was super cool. Um, like I remember uh, on that same trip, that one Wisdom and Chain song where it's like about fucking finding a bully and fucking cleaning his fucking clock. Or yeah. That line that was one that I was like, oh man, that's actually a fucking cool song. But you know, th- but, but when I heard that ceremony, that was when I was like, oh wait, I gotta, I gotta dig into this. And I, I, I got it shortly after that. All right. Awesome. Scott, pick. <laughs> Mark the pusher. Keeping it moving. <laughs> Keep it moving. We got somebody. Who? We, got, we, we do got, not we know. Got. I hope it's me. <laughs> Come on me. Whoa. Redemption. Oh, so early this time. <laughs> yeah. This is the easiest fucking choice in the world. It's ill blood. It's not close. It's the best record this century. What? what? No one so ill blood. Definitive. Not fucking close. If All of your selections uh, are plausible now because you you got this one out of the way and you were not allowed to pick it. The whole I, I, I safely I safely say it's not on anyone's up. list. I didn't even hear list, what he said. What did he stop. say? No, no morning, morning, no blood. blood. No okay. It is the best New York hardcore record that has come out since like 1990, and it's from Toronto. It's got like you are supposed to go out of the country. You think it's better than <laughs> you open yourself up to this? You think it's better than set it off? Yes. You're really? fucking crazy. Keep going though. Well, here's here's the thing. It's perfect. Also, they're not uh, going on podcasts talking about Donald Trump. So they got that going. Separate art from artist. Yeah. yeah. That's no, I mean, it's like a boomerang in the back of your head when that happens. It's good, but walk it like you talk it, man. That's the real is the real. I prefer the real. I, I will I'm, I'm back in this like every mad ball record up until infiltrate the system is better than no warning no blood. I I could disagree with that. Let's let's <laughs> let Alex have his say, even though he came out of the gates really hot. <laughs> and <laughs> really wrong. It is a, it is an amazing <laughs> record. So the song the song Ill Blood is the best hardcore song written in this century. There are a few songs that are pretty close to it. Pretty close to it in quality. No time for you, fucking banger. Wound up, dude. Unbelievable. The cover art is talking shit. Half of the songs on that record are talking shit about specific situations, which I just think is super fucking funny, knowing what all that shit was about. But 
this is a band that like they didn't pretend to be hard asses. They just wrote songs about being pissed off. They weren't writing songs about, oh, we're gonna fuck you up because you know we've got whatever imagined beef. Like Ben openly wrote songs about his frustration in fucking math class on the seven inch. I would counter your argument about not listening to Madball with the next record, which was basically Lincoln Park. <laughs> and I'll just Wait. leave it there. What? Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Suffer Survive. If you're going to compare yeah, them to another band and criticize that band for something, you open them up for that same criticism. I'm not talking about Suffer Survive. We're talking Alex about has the floor, Chris. Alex has the floor. Come on. <laughs> We're talking about Ill Blood. Plenty of bands have put out, like, I mean, nobody, nobody in here is going to say a negative word about Satisfaction is the Death of Desire. But do I need whatever the seventh Hatebreed LP is? I don't need it in I, my I'll life. I'll and say something bad about it. Doesn't, I'll doesn't say something bad about it. It looks like the, the, the cover art is kind of like Photoshoppy. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the only bad thing you can say. Yeah, exactly. But I had to get one in. Yeah, sure. yeah. I think that's perfectly fair. But no warning, Ill Blood, 2003, Bridge Nine Records, perfect record, 11 out of 10. <laughs> I seed I my time. All right, who's next? <laughs> fair enough. It's a good record. I mean, it's definitely a top record. So yeah. I will back him that it's a perfect hardcore record. It's good. Some hey. of the things he said, I will not agree with. That's perfectly fine. I'm that that record warrants hyperbole. Set it off. <laughs> I respect our difference of opinion on this, Scott, from North Buffalo. But <laughs> <laughs> Scott, we're going to agree Buffalo. to disagree. First time, long time. <laughs> hey, wake up, you. Holy shit. Okay, this one was hard for me because when you asked about this, I'm thinking like, I felt like there was a longer segment of distribu distribution of different kinds of hardcore after 1999 of different styles. And everyone says it was like a break and we started over and blah, blah, blah. And I think I had lived, I was living on the West Coast at that time. And I felt like I like was missing out on what was happening. And um, I don't know. It was a tough call for me to pick, but I did pick the Bronx. Mm. Um, Mariachi El Bronx. Just hit a window. Wait, 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 hold on. So you're saying not the Bronx. You're saying the Mariachi El Bronx. I know, but they're like. Which one? The first Bronx album was like uh, like early 2000s. And I had kind of like been doing other things at the time. And like I was doing stuff with animation and different things. And I know like they had like a Adult Swim with like, a, what's his name? Schooly D they did like some stuff with. And they were just doing kind of odd things. And they just kind of appealed to me at the moment living in Portland, Oregon. And I kind of just kind of hung on to them a little. But that first album, and I think it was like 2002, I'm probably wrong, three, four, was like a new investment into me researching more different styles of, that were coming out. Not everyone likes them. They're not for everybody. But it just fits the bill at a certain time. Um, let me see what the hell that album was. 
And they were doing stuff with like wrestling and like weird shit. Do you remember this? Anyone? I have a question for everyone. I have Scott a question from North Buffalo. Is this is this hardcore? And that was going to be my question. I want, yeah. I want a general poll. Like, I, like, I don't... Um, I, I was playing, but... We're talking the Bronx? Yeah. I'm not sure. The Bronx, but I do like I, your segue of the other random freaking crazy-ass thing they did. All I know is this, I've drank with them before. That's all I know. <laughs> so they're... Uh, they drank in, in, North, in North Buffalo? Um, no. I was going to pick somebody else, but I know someone's going to pick it. And I'm going to steal it from you, so I try to be generous and not say it. All I know is someone told me a story, and I had to track one of them, so they're off the playlist. <laughs> and they're, they were just really nice, and they were like, who's this like old lady that's talking about hardcore with us? And and I don't know. It was just like a moment of time where I kind of like dug them. You know, I may see him in Vegas when I go there in the fall. And I don't know. There's just someone totally new that I pulled out of a hat for myself. Other than my traditional creature comfort habits, they seem to sink in. Again, these choices are not like my favorite bands in the universe. They were just like albums that like made a movement in my life. And that was it for the first segue, second segue of hardcore, which is what you asked us to do. Right so that was my choice. That works. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's cool. They got some tracks. They definitely have some tracks. I don't know that I've ever actually heard the Bronx, to be honest with you. They're, they can whine a lot. Was this the, the mariachi version of the band at all? Or? It's happy. Mariachi El Bronx. Check yeah. it out. <laughs> it's good cleaning. They're good at what they do. I mean, they I sound appreciated legit. their uh, instrumental diversity. I think that was a big favorite for me. That like these guys actually had some classical background. They knew different instruments, and they were willing to take a chance on a different culture and kind of cultivate it and and round out their what they were doing for hardcore, whatever you want to deem it as. Am I to understand the Bronx did a record or a part of their existence as a mariachi band? Is yeah. that what's going on here? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Like okay. They're, they're called they're Mariachi El Bronx. Yeah. yeah, like that I know. But it's like, it's real straight up. Like, it's not like like hardcore mixed. It's, they just do it straight up. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I believe it's really tight with them. I think. I think he's I got mean, some. Uh, Derek, you got to put that name. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be bit. Yo, Vogel, you gotta pick the next person. Why can't be mentioned on here? Oh, uh, it's a running joke. Uh, <laughs> running joke. All right, here we go. We got four left. Who's this? Who Who's gonna get it? D double. Yeah. Right. Okay, I'm going back to 2001. Carry on the lifeless plank. Wow, great yeah, call. Solid. Yeah. Um. You know, every song's about the two-minute, maybe two-and-a-half-minute length. Perfect length for songs. The the first song, 20 seconds, perfect song. Sweet drum rolls in it, gang vocals in it, everything I want. Um, sometimes they throw in a little melodic flourishes and, like, choruses and stuff, which are cool. That always hits me. Uh, what else do I have here? Uh, off my fucking chest. Yeah, um, man. the sweet fucking palm you gal part they do in the in the chorus. Yeah, great record. 
And that um, I don't think that record could have been recorded better. Like that is the perfect sounding recording for those songs. Like it's yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that. The, the only thing I don't like about the record is the layout sucks. But, the layout uh, is fucking atrocious. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But otherwise, would, go ahead, Alex. Todd Jones, Riffmaster General of Hardcore in the 21st century. The dude is unbelievable. Yeah, um, no. I would say this is an extremely underrated record in hardcore. Like, it's a fucking masterpiece, and it's it's so good. And and the, the I would just say anyone that's listening to this that doesn't know this record, and this comparison is not like a direct comparison in some people could say this is wrong, but I would say this is in the vein of the Turning Point LP. If you're into the Turning Point LP, this is somewhat in that world, and it's fucking done unbelievably. It's fucking so good, and people don't people don't know this record enough at all. And I forgot it. It could have been on my list, and I forgot it. Yeah, I forgot it too. But it also could have been on my list. I feel like the band's post breakup drama or end time drama is why they've been kind of forgotten. I think that the lyrics fell off on the LP because they were just straightforward, pissed off hardcore lyrics on, on the seven inches. I think the two best songs on the LP are both on the last seven inch Roll with the Punches and Off My Chest. The recording is way better. The recording is way better on the LP, but the the lyrics got into the whole I'm best friends with Wes Isold now routine, which was just kind of fucking weird when you consider where they came from, which was really straightforward. There was definitely a sound change, but I thought it was for the better. So, and uh, I I, I kind of agree with Scott's assessment that it's like turning point, but harder than that record. It's like, it's not heavy, but it's hard. I, I always think that Turning Point's a band uh, on their LP that can't be replicated. And I stand by that. But this is at least in that world where if you're really looking for something to be in that world. But yeah, great pick. Are you seeding your time, Derek? <laughs> seeding my time. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to listen to those two records side by side and see how I feel about this comparison because I never would have put that. Turning Point's way more melodic, but I don't even know what it is. They just have something similar to me. Maybe it's like the ultra personal lyrics and not like these corny, like um, catchphrase choruses, like a chant, like they just kind of tell a story like verb vocally. I think they're pretty similar. Turning point's better, but carry on's pretty good. All right, here we go. Come on. Give me me. Give, Give me me. <laughs> Give me me. I want Mark. I want Mark. I'm going from first to last. Yes. <laughs> yes. Speaking of first to last, my pick is not them. <laughs> <laughs> so my pick for the best album post 2000. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to build up some drama here. Not going to build up any drama, but I thought you were going to start playing music. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, a, it was hard to pick like your favorite, like it was weird. Like I looked up lists of like best albums from the past 2000. They were just like, it was like, what the hell is this? Like, this isn't oh. hardcore. Like what, what is this? But 
I uh my favorite album is Heavier Than Heaven, Lonelier Than God by Blacklisted, which is if you're a kid who's got some issues, loneliness issues, depression issues, all that stuff, this talks to you a lot. Like this the lyrics on this are so freaking personal that it's it's ridiculous. Like um I didn't like Blacklisted till I heard the singer on a podcast like three years ago. And it's funny because we played with them in Chicago and I didn't watch them because I was like, that band's stupid, whatever. But he was on this podcast talking about like the band and stuff. I was like, this is like, this is crazy. And then, you know, I went back and listened to them and like everything after this album is freaking awesome. Like it's, it's just personal. Like, you know, if you feel like you've, you've been put out in life, like you, you don't feel like you fit in even as an adult. Like it's all about that. And this album, all the songs are pretty much about that. Like the singer is like the singer's um, lyrics. Are awesome. Music is awesome. Like, I think they changed their sound from this album, from the last album to this album a little bit. Like it's just super fast, super chaotic. And it's just, it's just good. I mean, I don't know what people think about blacklisted, but I can't they're, they're I just so, they're just so good. So their, their primary songwriter changed between from early from the early stuff. Yeah. So Jay Pepito was their primary. Songwriter. Oh yeah, he was in that band. He was oh, in the band, okay. right? Uh, in in the first iteration of the band, yeah. And then he left because he couldn't do that full time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about them. They're just they're just you should if you want to pick a track to listen to listen to from them. Listen to Memory Lane because that's such a great that's such a great song. It's like a minute and a half. It's it's just good, you know. So I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I got I don't got much to say, you know. I got I got some things to say. Great great lyrics. When they started off, they and I'm not saying they aren't now or in the middle. Great live band. Great front man. Great energy. Uh, I toured with them once. Very cool people, but. As people know me, I'm very basic. I like really basic stuff. So they got more musical and expanded and got really weird, I guess you'd call it. So they kind of lost me somewhere along the way, but I have nothing but but good things to say about them. Is this the record where it's like a, a small person? Small. And a, yeah. Like, uh, okay. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Which I personally think is a great cover. Like I've never heard the record, but I think that... It- is great and i think that 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 album title is awesome let me give you some lyrics of some ism here i'll give you some ism <laughs> so how, do you, how do you criticize when you stand so safe inside how do you climb when you build your walls so high how do you fight when your hands are firmly tied and how do you rise when all you know is the downside such good such good lyrics like so good i'm Talk glad you me. care about lyrics i do i'm glad <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not joking. <laughs> you're right, though, because there's George. so many times where you see you listen to a new band, and I'm like thinking, what the fuck are they saying? And you know, you make up your own lyrics of what you think they're saying, and then you like do the Shazam, and you're like, oh yeah, that's. Nice. <laughs> like I feel like I'm trying to like like this is like when I write lyrics, like I want to write like more personal, like I don't want to write write like you know blah blah blah, finger point this whatever lyrics. I want to write lyrics about me and about my issues and stuff like that. I think that's important. I mean, that's all I can write about at this point. I can't write about it, no. I think finger point this is a brilliant lyric. Finger point this? 
<laughs> I feel like that's going to be the next pissing match song. Is that already a pissing match song? Clementine wants to put a note in that she loves Code Orange. Wait, what? No! <laughs> She's a big Code Orange <laughs> Alright, so Mike is up and who's left? Two very old people. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll, you can have it and I'll go last. I'm fine with that. Are you sure? I don't care. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we are not going to cross over. All right. Disrespecting the hand. So <laughs> I had Ill Blood as my number one up until last night. A record popped into my head. I had to Google it. It came out September 2000. Death Threat, Peace and Security. I think they are the realest hardcore band I've ever met. No, they do not. not give, it came out in '99. I lived in Buffalo. No, I, I googled it like 25 times. That's what. That's yeah. when the final LP came out. You I, know what? I, yeah, I that, that, that was a CD only release. That was a CD only release, and then Bridge Nine did the vinyl. And Can everyone out. shut up? Because I'm gonna keep going. Because it came out in 2000, <laughs> September it 2000. Did not. It was '99. Doesn't matter. Go, go, Scott. Bring up some evidence, because I googled it at least 20 times. I mean, keep talking, but I'm getting your evidence. Okay. Realist hardcore band I've ever met. Coolest people. Do not give a fuck how they sound, what people think of them, follow no trend, sound like no one else, play the shittiest equipment, get so fucked up before their shows, no rules, they don't follow anything. And make the coolest hardcore with the coolest lyrics. I can't say enough good things about them. The rasp of his voice is perfect. Yeah. His, Aaron's voice is so awesome. Perfect. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. The singer saw alone in the crowd. <laughs> nice. He covered them too. <laughs> they recorded their first record in Buffalo. They're, they're, they're seven inch, or it's not even a seven inch. They're EP. Mm, yes. Um, that just got its first vinyl press, which is weird. I think they're honestly the, the coolest, coolest art, coolest lyrics. If you know Aaron's story about um, Jehovah's Witness, if you re-listen to the demo and know he was forced into Jehovah's Witnessness or whatever. It, they're, they're just the coolest. And I want some evidence because I think you're wrong. Because I, 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 I will stand. I, I am Googled wrong. It. Thank you. And fuck you for interrupting me at the moment of truth. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. Okay. But and yeah, Alex, that's a great record. Great fucking. Alex, how the fuck does peace and security line up to ill blood? Because you said some bullshit. Ill blood, <laughs> peace, and security. Yeah, that's you covering your tracks, buddy. Ill blood. The real of the real. The real. At, no offense to anyone and no warning because I have to live in a van with one of them. But look at the reality of those bands. We are just talking about the record, though. 
So I'm going down a wrong street. I'm talking about the record. So, and Chris, I, love, Chris, I do love you, but you, you came at me in the moment of truth. <laughs> I did. I really did. I really did. And I apologize for that. But peace and security is better than old blood. I agree, but it's close. All right, Chris, you're up. I think I'm with Alex. Oh, don't. I love don't. both. I love both. I love both, too. I no one touched anything on my list, so I have like a whole like smorgasbord to choose from. I, and I'm, I I'm think stuck you're between since, two. Can I wait? Since you're last, I think you should go from your last to your first, and then give us your spiel. All right, I'll go real quick. My last and my first. So my last one is "Kids Like Us" out of control. Wow. Then uh, "American Nightmare" background music. Um. Wisdom and Chains, Class War, All Else Failed, Archetype, uh, Killing Flame, Another Breath, and then the one that I'm not sure which is the top is uh, Colin of Arabia, Illegal Exhibitions of Speed. Nice. And Jay would maximum, love that probably. Yeah, I was Sorry. actually thinking Sorry. about him. Like, and Ooh, the you're max, maximum it. Penalty, Life and Times. Like, those two, I don't know which one to pick because I love both equally. I love Joe Affy. I love Colin. It's 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 tough. Jay, you would totally be into that COA record. I've been told that a couple times. I need to check it out for sure. I'm going to go with COA so I can talk about it and get Jay to listen to it. But understand, understand Maximum Penalty Life and Times is a huge record for me. It came out at a very important moment in my life. It helped me get through some shit. But the COA record, short songs, Angry songs, no filler. Every song is killer. There's like a fucking voice recording of some dude with a super Southie Boston accent talking some shit. Like the fucking lyrics are personal and crazy because Colin is personal and crazy. I mean, Colin picked up the stage at This Is Hardcore and stopped the kid from stage diving by just like stopped him. <laughs> like, so good. Everything about them is amazing. I feel like I'm running out of stuff. What do you guys think about COA? Like, come on. Correct. Awesome front, like a fucking awesome front man. It's like not in my wheelhouse of the music I love, but he's great and they're great live. And I really do think Jay would love that. And it's a great pick. I think they're somewhat, I don't want to say underrated, but underappreciated maybe. Definitely underappreciated. Like I've seen him a bunch of times and outside of this hardcore, nobody really pays attention to him, which is criminal. It's such a good band. And like Colin saying some reasonably interesting things and Colin just has interesting things to say in general. If you really like talk to him, you wouldn't expect it so much from him. Like kind of seeing the bands and kind of like the legend around him, you know, uh, but I can't say enough good things about this record. And I'm surprised that, like, me and Scout are the only ones who have heard it. I've heard it. Okay. I haven't heard it. I don't love it as much as you guys, but... I completely skip that, Ben, because of the the people that I see wearing their shirt. <sighs> I'm one the, of those people. Well... You not with Fine. It's, Fine. it's just, like, <laughs> the kinds of people... The kinds of people that, like, you know, crowd kill and shit. And, and sometimes their audience is questionable, and I get that because of circumstance. But here's a little story. So uh, 
however many years ago it was, Seventh Dagger wanted to do a blood for blood ripoff shirt. And they were told by many people, don't do this. This is a really bad idea. You're going to get fucked up if you do this. So they decided not to do it, you know, and then like a, a week later, COA has a, a blood for blood ripoff shirt. It's like a fuck you to Seventh Dagger. And it was just freaking awesome. Like it was just so like, yeah, of course you did that. Like, of course you did that. I like that. I love yeah, the I like attitude that. of the band more than the band. Cause we, I saw them play a bunch of times too. And like definitely uh confrontive attitude, you know, which is cool. So, Colin is They're, an intense dude. Yeah. Their music seems so fast to cr- crowd kill. So, I don't think people are actually crowd killing to them. Just those kids like to wear Colin's shirt because of who Colin is. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like that record, particularly, it, it's like you said, it's, it's too fast for like that crowd. I got one thing to add. Um, I said earlier, I don't know if we started recording or not, but I had one surefire pick that no one would pick for the 99 to now. And it was the maximum penalty life and time. So I'm very happy you picked that. And I think that is the best New York hardcore record in the last 20, maybe 20 longer years. And if anyone doesn't know that record, I would say, check it out. It's fucking amazing. it was tough between those two because that record is hugely important to me. And once again, there's no bad songs on it. But like my my love of Maximum Penalty goes back to 89 when Ralph brought a copy of the demo to Buffalo. And like I've been like, I've at, least, at the very least checked out everything Maximum Penalty has done since then. And there's there's been ups and downs, but Life and Times, like it was my top pick for the 2010 release of like every record that came out that year. I had seven things on my list for this, and the only one that got taken was mine. <laughs> so <laughs> give your other give your other picks yeah. real quick. Yeah, other picks. I'll I'll just drop a couple. One, Iron Age, Sleeping Eye. Uh, two, First Step, What We Know. Three, uh, Justice, Elephant Skin. Oh, I forgot about that. And also, <laughs> Dead Stop, Done with You. Perfect. Perfect. Who else? Perfect Dead stops great. There, what oh, yeah. Ones? What's up? What were your other ones, or do you have other ones? I have a couple. I got um, Lights Out Overload, um, Tragedy Vengeance, and Nerve Agents Days of the White Owl. Hmm. Are they a hardcore band? That's a, aren't they more like punk rock? I'm not busting balls. I like the way you think, man. (laughs) (laughs) Is that hardcore? Do you you have any other ones? But I mean, I'm not saying they're not. They toured with they toured with the most hardcore band uh, of who knows how long, and that's No Justice. And they came out on Rev, so I mean, that's two two points in their favor. They also Mm -hmm. came out on Hellcat, so yeah, yeah. So that's a point in the other direction. That was the next record, though. We're talking about. Well, you two out about the on record. Hellcat is still one positive point. Do you have any other ones, Jay? I my um I had Forgotten Government. Um, yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. He knows what's and up. It's super good. Um, that's that's the death threat that I know best. I love that album. Like uh, 
I agree with everything that Scott said. And then I, I chimed in earlier. I just think that that dude has the best, like, hardcore voice. Like, so it's, good. where it's, like, not, like, he's not making, like, a grunty, like, metal voice, but it has, like, that rasp to it. It's just a perfect, it's just perfect. You can understand what he says. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's it's rough. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm using the right words, but I just I, and it's got like exactly. a it's got like a rhythm to it that other people don't have. Yeah. The fact it's that just, it's so monotone, but it's still good. Yeah, it's really it's interesting. Just, like nobody can just, pull off Aaron's style. No, yeah, I just love it. And then my other one um, was "Hold It Down." Um, I just think that for me personally was their peak of sounding awesome. And coming together, yeah. Scott and I were talking about this recently. Like um, the grooves on it are just awesome, and the you know it's got cool lyrics. I just mm-hmm. you know it's got just that little like kind of hip hop intro, but without like jamming into the whole thing. So it's got a little bit of like a step it up modern vibe to it, but without going overboard and having like record scratching on all the songs or something. <laughs> but uh, it's just I, I I really like that one. So those are my two my my two backups after ceremony. Was, uh, hold yeah. hold, hold it, down it down is my favorite my, uh, summer. Yeah, hold it down is my summer two thousand soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, that's all I listened to that summer. I thought it was like in ninety nine, but you're right, it's two thousand. Hold it down. Hold it down. That was two thousand. It is two thousand. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, Scott, I see. I see. I see what you're doing there. You have any backups, Scott? Did you go for your backups? Uh, I forgot. Hold it down. That's a great call. That would have been on my list for sure. I had Death Threat, the one I picked, Ill Blood, Perseverance, Life and Times, and Secrets of the World by Trapped Under Ice. And I'll give a, spe- and a, a mention to Bitter End, Climate of Fear. I think that's a fucking great record, too. Nice. Yep. That intro is great. I'm glad someone brought up Wizard of James because I I just I didn't go against favorite expectations and I just feel like that's one band that like it felt like a revisitation of our youth when they first came out and I think I mean I listened to their first album during my pregnancy and like even though they changed some people in there, like I can hear Luke's drumming in my head, like from miles away. And you know that Wisdom and Change is like playing. And it was just like one band that was just like a comfort zone. And you guys know a lot of these abstract bands. And I just, I haven't, you know, I, you know from touring and probably being more vested in what you do every day. But it was interesting. It's interesting to listen to all of your choices and know what you're kind of, even though we're talking about hardcore, there's still a little bit of a genre twist for everyone's favorite stuff. I think, you know what I, I mean? think Wisdom and Chain's great. Yeah, that, that last record is like possibly their best. Another great so voice. Another great, Another great voice. voice. Yeah. Thanks. And I, I just to put it out there because I'm the only chick here. It's like there's. Wait, you're a chick? Not really. <laughs> I could have a penis. You, no one knows. I'm telling you now. After all these years. Um, 
Um, I say what I said. The, the women of the pit group that started, I don't know if you guys are familiar with yeah. that. Like it's been like a remarkable thing to kind of transpire. And like, if you think about when I met you, I was very young, you know, and there weren't a ton of girls around. There were some, and they were sisters or bo- girlfriends or this, that, and the other. And this was 12 and I'm 46. So it's, it's very cool to have this consensus of women that are introducing all these new female, either whatever, participants or vocalists and new hardcore bands and it's kind of it's refreshing it's not all my thing so much but it's still pretty nice to see everyone still elevating and escalating what we have other well other people have created from the beginning you know whether it's any genre of music that we all love whether it's any gender um whatever it is it's it's a good thing to see that we still have kind of the salvation of music happening of something that's important to us. That's just my, my opinion. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right. That was my woman peace talk. (laughs) Did did everybody say what their others were? I feel like Mark. I didn't say mine. My My backups were American Nightmare. And uh, Righteous Jams, mm. um, Rage of Discipline. That's it? That's it. You knew, like, you were, you were confident that you only needed three. Nobody was picking Blacklisted. That's fair. I didn't think... Nobody has good taste. Ooh, damn. <laughs> what was the Colin of Arabia album called? Uh, illegal exhibitions of speed. The only maximum penalty I ever heard was on that uh, "Where the Wild Things Compass." I haven't checked out any. So definitely check out "Life and Time." So like the whole maximum penalty thing. The demo is amazing. One of the best New York hardcore demos ever recorded. Another great believe, voice. Uh, yeah, another great voice. I believe that those two songs from the comp were recorded either during or around that time. East Side Story is a really good seven inch, but it's a little bit different. A little more because like H2O was blowing up and Black Train Jack was happening, so that went a little more melodic. Independent is okay. Yeah, he pulls it off. Yeah, he pulls it off, but Independent got even more so. Skip Super Life. Super Life is terrible. Uh, but Life and Times, awesome record. Coming Home is a great song. Uh, talking about like being in jail and just wanting to go home. Like I love that song. Uh, what record is that on? That's on. That's on uh, East Side Story. That's and it was song. also Lament. Also did. No, saved, uh, no, not coming home. They did. Um, I can't think of the name of it. The, the chorus is like, uh, "I'll save you." MP does it and Lament does it because the story with Lament was that when they went to jail, they carried on with Skindado singing and called it Lament. This might be the point where people want to turn this off because we're at two hours. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's wrap this shit up. (laughs) And on that note, let's put a bow on it. You guys got to figure out how to end these fucking things. People are just rambling. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. Check us out next time when we bring some other shenanigans.
All right. All right. All right. I'm hanging up. That was great. Thanks, everybody. That was, that was a lot of fun. Yo, hey.